Hey Chiefs Kingdom, this is Mitch Holtis, voice of the Chiefs. To stay at the top of their game, the Chiefs have trusted the University of Kansas Health System for their care. And you can trust them to care for you too. Whether you're a pro athlete, a student athlete, or a fan who likes to stay active, the care remains the same. Because the University of Kansas Health System cares for the entire Chiefs Kingdom. To request an appointment, visit kansashealthsystem.com slash chiefs. All right, we're still here in the Preps KC studio, powered by Xfinity Internet. Count on a reliable connection for all your devices, even when everyone's online. Let's go ahead and bring in our own Cole Young. And Cole, we've got some really good small school football games uh, this week, some good tests for teams. Richmond, Lafayette County, we're going to talk to both those coaches in the next segment. Um, that's a good one. One that I've, we've talked about, uh, we haven't talked about Hogan much. Hogan Prep has got Warsaw this week. The, are we going to find out something about Hogan Prep this week? Um, yeah, we're, well, here's what we're going to find out about Hogan prep this week. If they go in and they play, um, Warsaw, if they go in and win this game by three or more touchdowns, I think we can, we can officially say that Hogan prep's probably, um, not a, I don't know if contenders right where, but they're, they're, they're to be taken seriously. Um, again, Warsaw, if they go in and play Warsaw very close, I think maybe, We'll have uh, there'll be a few questions because Warsaw's played okay this year, I think, but Warsaw, um, they're just kind of in the middle, I think. This yeah, year. they're not as good as they were last year because they were a good football team last year. They lost a few guys, but I think this is kind of if you look at Hogan Prep though, this is kind of one of their first real tests to kind of see where where they're going to fall. So that being said, I mean, you know. That's that that should be it should be a good one, I think, to see to kind of figure out where they're at and and for Hogan Prep to go on the road to Warsaw. Warsaw's a good environment and Warsaw's a pretty decent little road trip from from Kansas City. Yeah. Cole, what's your takeaway from last week's Pius Maryville game? Um, you know, I think there had been some questions going into to that game, kind of 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 what was what was kind of St. Pius's makeup, you know, and were they were they as big of a, a, a you know, or are, are they, or were they the team from last year or were they close to last year's team and kind of where did that fall? And I think what we saw was that they're, they're somebody to definitely take seriously as we look at class three going into the second half of the year. Um, you know, that's a good Maryville team. And they, if I'm not mistaken, they came back on Maryville to, to win that one. Yeah. They were down, they were down in that game. And and I think you're right. I, I think what you saw out of Pius is, and this is the, the word I've heard on the, on this group. Probably more talent than the seniors that graduated last year. Nothing against those seniors. Great group of kids. Won a lot of football games. This team may have had more talent, but they just didn't have the experience. You're starting right. to see them get that experience. And they weren't tested the first few weeks. I mean, it, their schedule didn't afford them much. Um, but when they got a test, they passed it. You know, and coming from behind, uh, it wasn't on the road. That's the only thing that you could, you could ding them for. It was at home. It's easier to come from behind at home. But, but they came back on the road and and got that done. And and they, that was a huge game for them. They still have Savannah on the, on the uh, schedule. That'll be the next big one. You know, Chillicothe, they've got. Chillicothe's good too. Chillicothe and they got St. James Academy still to play. Yeah. I mean, they're going to test. And the deal is like, and I think coach Simone would tell you this seven point win over Maryville. I mean, a seven point wins a good thing to experience. I mean, let's have a, so get some close wins because you're going to have close wins as the season progresses and get those four quarters in and not, you know, knocking off at halftime. Another uh, good – the MEC's got a lot of good class three teams. 
Another team that we haven't talked about um, much this year, St. Joe Benton and Coach Keaton up there. They're three and one. They've got Savannah this week. They have taken advantage of of their schedule and beaten the teams they should beat. But this is the team that's playing really well. I mean, they handled a, a not very good St. Joe Lafayette, but they they clicked that off. Um, they played with uh, St. Joe Central. Um, this is a, a spot for St. Joe Benton to be a, a team that can, you know, if they were to step up and beat a Savannah, that would be as big a win as they've had definitely in Keaton's time there. Well, yeah, and I think if you look at if you if you look at St. Joe Benton's schedule and you look at the second half of the year of the the season, the last five games, if they finish this stretch of Savannah, Maryville, St. Pius, Cameron, and Chillicothe, two and three, and you're going into the playoffs five and four, I think Benton's got to feel pretty good about wherever they're at because, like you said, they've won the games they should have won. St. Joe Central is a good football team with yes. a really dynamic offense. So to lose to a class five class, I think they're class five this year yeah. football team. There's no shame in that. And then they beat Lafayette, obviously a rival and just, you know, had no problem with Northeast and central. This is, this is a team that very likely could very possibly, I think they will be at least four and five going to the playoffs, if not five and four. So they're, you know, that's a, that's a program that, I mean, was losing to class one schools like two years, two or three years ago. So they've really turned things around. I feel like. Cole, I know this is four weeks down the road, but East Buck and Mid Buck are what week eight. Will they and Dion may know this better than any of us? Will they face each other again in the postseason at some particular point? They would probably face each other in the district Final. finals. I would yeah. say. Um, I haven't looked exactly at the breakdown, but I think you know that's that's you bring up a good point. I was kind of thinking that. Last week we would that you know Mid Buck would get a little more resistance from Lawson than they did thirty five nothing. Um, I think Mid Buck's for real. <laughs> I'm I'm officially saying that um, Mid Buck and East Buck is probably on a collision course now for uh, for you know week eight, and that game's ultimately probably to decide where the district championship game is going to be played at. Yeah, and and, and uh, while we're in that conference, hats off to North Platte for getting a win over Penny. They have two wins after. Having a long losing streak, Coach Jared Quigley, first-year coach up there. Um, how about another one? Holden gets Butler. They're now 3-1, and one, and their only loss is a, what, one-score game to Mid-Buchanan? Yeah, six-point loss to Mid-Buchanan. So I, I watched that a little bit of the Holden game, and I was actually talking to Joe Andrews over at the Warrensburg paper because he co- covers Holden. And I, you know, there's a, they have some players on that team for a, for a Class 2 team. They've got some really good athletes. They're well-coached, and their defensive line is pretty dynamic. Um, you know, you look at Holden, look at Holden they, have, they lost by six to mid-buck um, and kind of came back on them. Holden's a team, I don't know that they're quite ready to be in the conversation of a, a real contender down the stretch, but they've, you know, they're, they're three and one. They've got some tests coming up. We'll see exactly where Holden's at. Uh, they got Lafayette and Richmond, Lafayette County and Richmond back <laughs> yeah. to back. Um, but again, that's the kind of team that we could be looking at six and three going into the playoffs. Um, you know, the biggest, the biggest drawback they probably have is just the fact, actually, no, I take that back. Looking at their district. Yeah. Holden and Hogan prep could be a very dynamic, uh, district there in class six. Cause I think, uh, and they'll play Nob Noster before that, who is also four and oh. Yes, and Nob Noster, they they did a good job of they're at the point where they've beaten the teams they needed to beat. Um and Coach Franklin, their their first year coach has done a fantastic job there. And that's an interesting district. That's what we talk about Hogan and and what they've done. 
Um, that they've got to be thinking about, you know, the Holdens and Knob Noster, St. Michael's three and one, but we don't know how much they've been tested. So no, it's uh those those schools are you know gonna make an interesting district. You know, they're they're paired up with the Lamar Fair Grove district. So uh, you know, <laughs> winning your district gets you Lamar. I don't know if that's really a nice thing, but th- that's what it is. Well, that's the Lamar team that lost last week, though. Yes, yes, no doubt but, about that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, here's the thing, and I and I'll I'll be brief about this. Like this, these are the fun districts. Like class, you look at class two district six. I'm looking at these teams and I'm thinking maybe Pembroke, I mean, Pembroke kills 0 and 4. They may, they may knock somebody off in this district, you know, yeah. good. Hogan's good. You know, we don't know about these other teams really, but it could be really interesting. No, that's, there's some small school stuff. That's uh, now that we're hitting the midway point, we're starting to see these teams figure out who they are. Well, Cole, it's going to be a great week. You'll be on the Twitter this Friday night. Uh, have you decided how many games you're going to have or how much internet power you're going to be using? Well, I, you know what, we're going to, I've got one. I'm, I'm going to see how many I can get fired up here. I'm going to try to get four games going, I think, at least. <laughs> I'm going to go – I'm going to try to get some eight-man games going on, some class one, some – you know, all these things, right, in and out. Uh, I did fry the internet a couple weeks ago at home, so we'll hopefully not do that again. Well, tell Dawson no gaming, you know, no, no playing right, on, the, no on the tablet. No, no Roblox. Yeah. The in-laws will be in town, so hopefully they'll be off. Oh, the yeah, get the kids off the – Grandma and Grandpa. Yes, exactly. So get them off as <laughs> – as you get ready to celebrate uh, Marin's fourth birthday, uh, yep. you got you got to be uh, ready to go on Saturday. You got a big day of and, uh, dad and we have flag football on Saturday. We got to get oh. back on the winning track. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, Cole, thanks a lot for stopping by. We will chat with you again next week. Thanks, guys. All right, that's our own Cole Young. We manning our Twitter feed again on Friday night. We come back. We're going to talk with Richmond coach Nick Purcell and Lafayette County coach Steve Cook. You're listening to Preps KC's Football Friday Night, driven by the McCarthy Auto Group.